the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host for today. It is so good to be with you on this fine Tuesday afternoon. I hope that you are doing well out there, getting all the things done that you have to do. Really, what I hope is, is that you get some time off with your family this week and you get to be with them. Uh, I think we're going to have to talk about that a little bit because so many things going on in the news. We'll mention that here in just a moment. Today, of course, is a dark day. Darkest day of the year. Literally, it is. Winter solstice. That's today. Darkest day of the year. But did you know what it means? It means that everything is going to get brighter every single day now, at least for the next six months. That's how it's going to work. And the world, by the way, is brighter every day for one reason, the coming of the Savior, the Messiah. That's what this season is all about, that the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned, prophet Isaiah tells us. My friends, do not give up hope. Do not put your hope in things that are not of the Lord. Do not put your hope somewhere else other than Jesus Christ. You can have hopes that are earthly. You can hope that you get this for Christmas. You can hope that you don't get coronavirus. You can hope that the Omicron thing, Omicron, I should say, is uh, you know far less uh, scary than what they're telling you. But whatever the case is, no matter what the case is, your hope is in Jesus Christ. That's why we have this season, and uh, really, it's Christmas all the time. My kids are in this whole thing where they're arguing with me about Christmas. Dad, he wasn't really born on the on uh, the 25th. Okay, well, there's a 1 in 365 chance that he was born, maybe a 66 chance every four years. I don't know how it works, but they're right about that. The truth is we don't know what day, but we do know that every day is the Lord's day, and we live in the light now. So, Merry Christmas. I have that to say to you today, and you can say that all the time because the Lord has come into the world. So we're going to move on. Lots to talk about today. We want to talk about some Christmas stuff. I want to put some things in context, maybe that's happening in the news, and I'm looking forward to being with you, as I always uh, do, and uh, getting your phone calls. You can give me a call at any time, 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. That's the number for the Southern California live show. And uh, be a part of the program by calling that. And I hope that you make it a part of your your commute, a part of your afternoon, every single afternoon during the week. You can also listen, by the way, if you don't have a radio handy, you can always listen through the KKLA app or the KPRZ app or your Alexa device. If you got one of those things, you just talk to it. Say, turn on KKLA, and there you go. So grab your coffee. Hope you've got yours. I've got mine, the brew of the believer, the elixir of the elect, the pick-me-up of the persuaded, my coffee. My favorite afternoon drink. Maybe you can tell I've had a lot of it already today. It's that kind of day. And uh, it's just a refuel for the rest of the drive. I'm not saying something theological. I'm just joking around. Maybe you have something else. But I hope that you're, you're ready. I want to talk about this hour, Christmas and where we get our hope. But I really want to put it in the context of some things that were going on. Did you watch or listen to uh, the president's speech on Omicron? How did you feel about that? and maybe some of the statements that's being made. I've got an is it true section today. I want to I want to talk about something that's out there in social media that maybe you've seen. I want to say if it's true or not. And uh, 
you know, is Omicron changing your Christmas plans or just coronavirus in general? Uh, I'd love to hear from you if that's true. How do you feel? Are you afraid? There, There's a lady on my way up to the studio today. There's a lady that I pass every so often. It must be that she gets off work about the time or goes to lunch about the time I'm getting in here. And usually we kind of smile and nod. I have no idea who she is or what her name is. Uh, I just know what kind of car she drives. She drives a fun car and it's got antlers on it right now. She's very festive. And she always smiles and says hello, and I smile back, and we just pass. Today, though, uh, we're walking in, and I haven't seen her since before the mask mandate, and I'm not wearing my mask, and she gives me the evil eye. I mean, she was angry with me. I could tell it was about the mask because she's got hers on. I'm like, well, you weren't afraid of it last week, and you're afraid of it now. Is that how we feel? Is that how we should feel? Uh, I'd love to know. I put my mask on the building because they, they make you. They have a security guard down there. like, put your mask on. Okay. And I get in the elevator and I come up. Luckily, I get to talk. They don't make me wear it while I'm on the radio. I did wonder about that, though, but they don't. Are you ready? Our hope, our hope is not in that the president is right, although we hope that the president and his people ultimately are doing a good job with all of these things. What do you think about all this? 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Would love to, to hear how you feel about this. Is is the president or the governor or the mask mandate, or maybe it's your church or someplace you go, is it adding more fear that you didn't have a week ago? Deaths don't seem to be increasing, but I guess that takes a little bit of time. So the cases go up. Uh, I'll tell you this, and I want to give you this context as we talk about this. And I'm going to take this into uh, some other scriptural context uh, eventually uh, in our conversation. Uh, My dad has coronavirus right now. He's got the covid and my dad is 81. Um, he is, he's still a full-time pastor, by the way. And he's got some health issues like you would at 81. He has some extra health issues, got some lung troubles and other stuff. So it has been a concern for us, for his age. He's one of the people who is um, you know, most vulnerable uh, for getting this. He's got it now. And something I'm, I'm just so grateful for is that uh, he went in right away. And I'm telling you this because we're going to talk about this. And I know that people have very strong feelings in all sorts of different directions. And I want to remind you that there is a lot of politics in this. There is a lot of good conversation that we need to have about mandates uh, and what that means, regardless of what you think about the virus and all of those things. Government mandates is a significant issue, especially when it comes to health care and uh, those kinds of things. There's a lot of issues when it comes to kids. And I know that there are many strong feelings. I want to remind you that there are people who are suffering a lot personally because of this virus, because they've lost a loved one. And the conversation is different. The conversation is just different when we talk about these things, but we're dealing with people who are really suffering loss. And you know, and your, your coworkers or your classmates or people that you hang out with and it comes up and, and most people are somewhat skeptical or they're very fearful one way or the other. On this, it can be an intense conversation, but I don't want us to miss the fact that there's a lot of people who are hurting, and they may not tell you what's going on. So I, I want you to know, my dad's doing okay, and uh, here's the deal: he was vaccinated uh, sometime last spring. He is beyond where they say the effectiveness of that goes. If you take them at their word in those studies, then the effectiveness of the vaccine he got was is waned significantly. Uh, the great thing that he did was he went straight to the doctor, which is unusual for my family. 
uh, more unusual that they actually told me about it. You know, I, I, my parents are like, yeah, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. I had open heart surgery yesterday, but that seemed to go fine. They don't tell me before the fact. So he goes straight into uh, the doctor and I lives in another state. All right. He lives in Arizona and uh, it's different there. Policies are different. He goes into one of those, um, it's like a walk-in clinic, but it's a little more like a hospital, okay? It's, it's more souped up than a lot of the clinics. There's a clinic down the street from my house, you know, which is pretty much a casual Quonset hut and some guy who might have passed his medical exams with a few cheating, uh, with, and cheated. You know, what do they call a doctor who uh, cheated in his courses and got the lowest grades in the class? They call him a doctor. That's what they call him. Uh, Anyway, he goes in there, and they hook him up, and he got the uh, Regeneron, the monoclonal an- antibodies that you hear so much about. And I'll tell you what, he was pretty sick. You know, my dad, anytime he gets sick because of his lungs, he sounds really sick. He was pretty sick. Two days later, he felt pretty good, sounded much better. He's still tired and worn out, but I think he's going to be okay. Now we're worried about my mom, and uh, she has a cough and all those symptoms, and she went in and got tested, and she doesn't have it. She just has a, a respiratory infection. It's a, it's a weird time that we're living in. And uh, what that did was it did change my Christmas plans. We were going out to Arizona and to hang out with family. My kids are disappointed, and uh, we're just going to have to stay away. They're supposed to you know, quarantine for 14 days, and we don't want to get it one way or the other. So it's a big deal, and I want you to know that. Please go to the doctor. Uh, please talk to your doctor. Whatever you decide to do. Uh, for treatment, whether you want to get the vaccine or you don't or whatever your thought is, talk to your doctor. All right, go in there and have that conversation. And if you don't like the answer, you can push back a little bit, but really talk to them. It's a weird thing. That, I mean, this this is a very strange thing. And what is really strange is that we aren't being encouraged much to talk to our doctor. Like even if you get the vaccine, every other drug that's out there, all of them, they give you all the side effects and then they say, you know, talk to your physician. Not this one. You can just go to, to Walmart and get it. Uh, that's what you can do. It's, it's different, right? All right, so anyway, the president spoke today on the Omicron variant. Omicron variant. And uh, the main thing that he's doing that he said in his speech today is he's providing a lot more testing and providing what he calls free home tests, 500 million free home tests. Did you know that there are home tests? I think a lot of people don't really realize this. You can go to your pharmacy. They're probably sold out right now, but sometimes they have them. And uh, basically you get a Q-tip and you stick it up your nose, you stick them in a thing, and a few minutes later they, you have a result. Do you have COVID or not? And uh, 500 million tests the government is providing. Those tests are like 20 bucks a piece, but they are advertising free. Uh, first thing I would like to point out, you know what the word tinstoffel is? Tinstoffel, T-I-N-S-T-A-A-F-L, Tinstoffel. To the free test, I say Tinstoffel. Call me up if you know what that means. I'll tell you in a few minutes, but it's 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Tinstoffel, do you know what that word means? Some of you are Googling it right now. It'll probably show up. I don't know. I learned it from my uh, senior year in high school civics professor, professor, teacher. He probably would, he's passed away, but he would love it if I called him professor because uh, he certainly thought of himself that way, and he was great. Anyway, here's the thing. You are paying for it. Anytime the government says something is free, nothing is free ever. You are paying for it, inflation and taxation. I'm not even saying we shouldn't do it. I think having the testing out there is good. You go ahead and have the tests out there, but you are paying for it. Don't listen to them when they say it's free. And it's not just Elon Musk paying for it. 
Elon Musk was in a little spat on uh, line with uh, Senator uh, Elizabeth Warren this week, who said we need to get people more like Elon Musk to pay their fair share in taxes. <laughs> and uh, he pays overwhelmingly more than she's ever paid. In fact, he is the highest, uh, the most taxed person in the country. And he posted this. He said he'll be paying $11 billion in taxes this year. $11 billion. Do you have $11 billion to pay in taxes? Uh, I don't. Uh, I would like to have that, but I don't have that. I don't know if I would like to have that. Anyway, I'm not sure that it keeps you sane if you have that much money. He paid $11 billion in taxes this year. But when people tell you that the rich need to pay more, maybe they do, that's okay. But if they're telling you that that's what's going to cover all of the uh, programs, the government growth that we have, or to make, make up for the national debt, it's complete garbage. And I'm saying that because you, I think that we just have to be careful. I understand taxing the rich. I'm okay with the rich paying more, all of that, fine. They've got more, they can pay more, and uh, most of the time they do. And Elon Musk could pay a whole lot more. What in the world is he going to do with the $300 billion that he has, apparently? Uh, but if you think he's paying for all of the national debt, that $11 billion that he puts in is 0.4% of the national debt. Just the debt, not the, not the budget, not what the federal government actually spends. It's insignificant. It's a completely insignificant amount. His $11 billion only covers 0.4% of uh, the deficit, not even the national debt, the deficit this year. The deficit is just how much more we're spending than we're bringing in, which is about $3 trillion or more if the president or Congress passes one of these big plans. So when people tell you the rich can pay more, they can. But don't misunderstand. You and I are paying for it in inflation, energy taxes, corporate taxes. Corporations don't pay taxes. They pass them on to you and to me. That's how it works. You pay for sure. I bring that up as, you know, pastorally, it bugs me because these are taxes on the poorest of all of us because we all end up paying those costs. Do not think that the government somehow is not taxing the poor. You might get tax breaks and you file, you don't make a certain amount of money, you file your taxes and then you get all of your withholdings sent back to you in a refund. Great. I think that's fine. All of that is fine. But don't think you're not paying for it through inflation, through gas taxes, through energy taxes, through taxes on your cell phone bill. There's taxes everywhere. And it affects the poorest among us uh, greatly. There's got to be a better way. Not even talking about that as much. But that really matters. Somebody else on uh, Twitter responded to Elon Musk and said uh, somebody named Omicron Slayer, which I think is funny. There's a way to do social media that's good. Most of it is bad and unhealthy for you. Omicron Slayer said, Elon Musk and I will pay a combined total of $11 billion and $63 in taxes this year. I thought that was hilarious. All right. Anyway, here's something that's going around. Speaking of social media. And to get into the context of things, how often are you emailed something that the president said or something that some other leader has said, or maybe you're emailed an article and then you just read the headline, you don't really read the article, or you don't look into it. And I'm saying this because as, as Christians, I think that a New Year's resolution for us as Christians, all of us, including myself, is we need to grow in our wisdom for how we respond to things that are sent to us by email or social media and check them out because we need to be the truth tellers. I think a goal for Christians in 2022 is to be the truth tellers in our culture. And in order to be the truth tellers, it can't just be sharing our opinion. 
we need to take our opinion and then look into things a little deeper. We need to be the ones who are the first to stand up to whatever party you're in and say, you know what, that's not really true. Or if you are a Fox News watcher and they say something that's not really true, you should be able to say, actually, that's not accurate. If you watch MSNBC, CNN, and you're, you're saying, you know what, what they're saying is not really true. The Christians, I think, should be the first people in our society to stand up and say, actually, this isn't true, and even defend the person that you didn't vote for when they are being misquoted, taking things out of context. So I thought I would start something and call it, is it true? Okay, is it true? And this is going around on social media today. This is an easier one, okay? But I wanted to walk through it. This is the Southern California Live program, by the way. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host for today. The number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Give me a call. You can join the conversation at any time. Is it true? So this is going around. This is a quote that's supposedly from the White House. And it has to do with Omicron, and this came out on December 17th. So it's taken a couple of days, but it's everywhere today. So I thought I'd bring it up. I've had multiple emails from people saying, hey, is this true? Um, and so I thought, you know what, I'm going to answer it. Is it true? Quote, this is a quote. This is what the, uh, this is what the social media posting is. It says the White House uh, has the White House logo, and it's just a clipping right from the White House website is the idea. Is it true? And it's a quote from the White House that says, we are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing, and we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm, end quote. (laughs) I got that, and I laughed out loud. And I said to myself, oh, gosh, I hope that's not true. I hope that's not really something that they said. Well, you can always look into it. Most of the time to really look into something, by the way, that you're sent to, you know, it takes two or three clicks. Did the White House, somebody from the White House actually say this? And the answer is, yeah, they did, except that it needs context. So I want to give you the context, because if you're a social media person, this is probably around, okay? It comes from a December 17th press briefing at the White House by the COVID response team. I used to watch the COVID response team almost every day, and I haven't watched that for months. I'm, I didn't even realize they were still doing it. Is that kind of where you are? It's not that I don't care. Obviously, I've got it, and my, my family's dealing with it. It's a big deal. I'm dealing with it at church, but I just don't know what, how to respond anymore to some of this stuff. Anyway, it was said by Jeffrey, I don't know how he pronounced his last name. It looks like Zients, Z-I-E-N-T-S. He's a counselor to the president, to President Biden and the White House's COVID-19 response coordinator. And what this quote is from, it's just, it is a quote, and it's directly from what he had to say, but it's in the middle of a White House press briefing in his opening statement. It's part of a longer statement. If you watch those things, somebody will come out and make a statement uh, of the importance of different things. And so he's talking about the importance of wearing masks and getting vaccinated and getting boosted and all of those things. So it's, it's in that context. But that being said, this is something that is true. They said that. And uh, another thing, though, in the context is the way I read it, the way I read it a moment ago, adds something to it, doesn't it, that maybe isn't what they're trying to convey. To me, I read this and I laugh at it because I can't believe, this is my opinion, okay, I cannot believe that we aren't, that we're putting stuff out there that is sort of that negative. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves. I think it needs like, like, 
you know, a Don Pardo or somebody, you know, saying that. We are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing, and we will get through this. That should have been the end of it. But instead, you get this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death for yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. My friends, don't be afraid. Take it seriously. Talk to your doctor. If you're younger and you're in shape and you don't have some other stuff going on, you really should you know, think about it. If you're older, if you're like my parents, you know what? Uh, talk to your, your physicians about this. Figure out where you're at. Take it seriously. You know, the number is something like 1 in 53 in Los Angeles County who get COVID will pass away. That's a number. Does that sound good or bad to you? But when you break it down, it's almost zero of people, zero to 21, almost nobody at that age. And then that increases the older you get. And by the time you're in your 70s or 80s, well, that number is down to like 1 in 12 or something, right? So it becomes a more serious thing. Do that. Talk to your doctor. But let's not be afraid. Let's listen. Let's take things seriously. But let's also keep things in context uh, as we do things. Context matters. Uh, Did President Trump uh, change your mind when he championed getting a booster this weekend? You probably saw that, that clip and all the vaccines. They're the Trump vaccines. Does that change your mind? Are you against them politically? Like Biden and Harris were against them when Trump was president, but now that they're in charge, they're all for it. It's the same vaccine. It hasn't changed. How has that affected your opinion? Give me a call. Be a part of the program. 888-LA-TALKS. 888-528-2557 is the number. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your guest host. I will be back in just a few minutes. Don't go away. Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host for today, and I'll be with you again tomorrow. It is a pleasure to be with you on this fine Tuesday afternoon. The number here is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557 from anywhere in Southern California that you can hear my voice or anywhere on the interwebs where you hear my voice through different apps and different things. You could be anywhere in the world listening to the show. It's an amazing thing. I asked the question, is uh, coronavirus going to change your Christmas plans, the Omicron variant? And uh, maybe what is your response to the president's speech and uh, his plans today? Lawrence from Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Thanks for calling, Lawrence. How you doing? Thank you so much. I'm blessed. Yeah, thank you for calling, Lawrence. What's on your mind? Um, You know, I just want to say I hope everyone is being careful and paying attention, you know, being cautious because it is winter and a lot of people catch the cold and the flu. Yeah. And I don't particularly prefer the flu vaccine. I've never had it because I don't think I've ever had the flu. I did catch COVID. Really? Which it was it was terrible. It was huh. absolutely terrible. I will let you know that it's, a, it's a definitely a real thing, but <laughs> I still choose to not want to take the vaccination because there's so much confusion and I'm a, I'm a big believer in the Lord. My Savior is Yeshua. A lot of people know him as Jesus Christ. Uh, there's no confusion. The Lord does not bring confusion, you know. Yeah. How so, long ago did you have COVID? It's about a year ago, I want to say now. So that was uh, well before the vaccines were even available, right? So you never even had a choice at the time. Yeah. You know, and, and when they started to roll out, 
it was kind of like, you know, I went and I did a lot of research. I, I wanted to, to know exactly what I'd be getting myself into, as you should with anything. And right. being a nurse, I was right in the in the thick of a lot of things that that was going on at the time. And so you're and you're a nurse. Beverly Hills. You're a nurse. Yes, yes, I am. Oh, okay. All right. So are you are you still so working? I, I studied, I've been studied for about seven years now. Okay. So are you working right now as a nurse, or has the uh, vaccine mandates, if you're not taking it, affected your job? I actually was up until I just had gotten hit by a car and suffered oh and a broken leg uh, just recently, about uh, maybe a month ago now. Yeah. And uh, the, the last thing that I was doing in the field was uh, in-home health care. Okay. All right. So, so you, uh, were you working with a lot of elderly people then? Yeah. Yeah, so you definitely have to be careful in a situation like that. Right, that's right. And um, I was uh, in and out of the ER for the last two, three years, and then through the thick of everything, and also uh, residing in Beverly Hills, which was, quote-unquote, the hardest hit at the beginning of this pandemic. And they were saying, mm-hmm. like, everybody in Beverly Hills is getting sick and everything. I didn't get sick for such a long time. You know, so I, I, I know that there are quite a few people that I know personally who was who did succumb to having the virus that didn't die, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe one or two people that I know may have passed away, you know, mm-hmm. but it's not as bad as they say. And it's, it's shocking to me that people have not through this whole pandemic, I haven't heard like a major news outlet or the news or the media or any of anyone in the government say and suggest, Hey, you know, get you some, some good exercise drink water, you know, eat well, uh, get you some good sunlight, natural vitamin D, uh, take your vitamins, take your herbs, you know, but everybody wants to say, you know, go get vaccinated and get a booster and, and, and all there's a lot of things that we should be doing, uh, for our health in that way, like for all kinds of things. Right. But we're, we're a society that just wants to take a pill, right? I don't want to exercise. I would just take a pill if I can do it. And that's yeah, kind of the man. thing. So you you feel like let me ask you something as somebody in the healthcare yes. area. And I think yes. I think that and I think we're getting there actually. I think that we're we're not seeing it so much from Washington, but I am hearing it even in some uh in both sort of left and right media. Even the New York Times last week had an op-ed that discussed why we need to stop counting cases and why we really need to focus on hospitalizations and why the people are hospitalized. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to change that conversation. And I thought, you know, coming from the New York Times, that's pretty good indication that I think people's thinking is changing. Uh, how right, do you think right. that we should approach this? How would you, how would you say it? You know, I, uh, I'm a strong believer. I can't give any medical advice because it's be a breach of contract of my uh, practice. Sure. Uh, but I am, I'm a strong believer in, you know, holistic health, you know, herb, herbs and, and herbology and take care of yourself in other ways, allowing your body to do what it is naturally meant to do. And it, it almost in a sense shames me that there's a war going on between natural immunity, as they say, and, uh, vaccine immunity, you know, because Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in a study of, I'm in a field of study that we're supposed to be bringing health to people. You know, we're supposed to be making people better, not making people worse. You know, so it, it shames right. me when a lot of people go and and I almost 
kind of feel like I'm, I'm forced to feel like this might not be the best option for people to, you know, go and get vaccinated because all of the people that I've known personally have suffered symptoms and have been made to, I had a friend literally just the other day who I'm on Instagram and I was telling them like, Hey, if you feel bad, just hit me up. Let me know. I can give you some advice. Uh, and he yeah. goes and he gets vaccinated and you know, he's in the hospital because he got vaccinated and I'm just like, you know, I, I know a nurse who, who was so pro-vax and she went and she got vaccinated and she ended up having to get a leg amputated and a, an arm amputated and a hand amputated, you know, from the effects, the yeah. side effects of this. There vaccine. are definitely some, some things going on. That's why I really think people should uh, talk to their doctor and really walk through it. Hey, uh, Lawrence, I appreciate your call. Thank you for calling. I'm, I'm glad that you are feeling better, and uh, I hope that 2022 is a better year for you, that you don't get hit by any cars or hit by any uh, disease, and uh, I hope that your medical career uh, becomes something great and that God uses you in amazing ways uh, through that. This is Southern California Live. The number, if you want to join the conversation, is 888-52-TALKS, L-A Talks, 888-528-2557 is the number. I'm your host, Scott Furrow. And, you know, I do think that part of the conversation is getting better. We talked in the first segment about context, and really I want to focus on that this hour. What's the context uh, that we approach anything? And something that has happened over the course of almost two years, really it's been two years of of COVID-19, I think it was two years ago, December, that uh, states of emergencies were already being declared by some counties um, in our state and other places. I remember thinking back then, what in the world is up? What are they not telling us? You know, they knew something was coming. The whole idea of context, though, tells us something. Why are people being hospitalized? 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 Why can't I say this word? They're going to the hospital. That's what I mean. There is another article. It was put out by the Atlantic magazine. And, uh, you know, one of the ways that I like to find context, people say, well, how do I find out what's true in this media age? Uh, it's difficult. Um, but I don't think it's impossible. And one of the things you've got to do is you've got to read all sides of things because you find that the things that are probably true are the things that left and right and middle and whatever side you're on tend to agree on, right? And you can find that there actually is a lot of agreement out there about certain things. And uh, so The Atlantic uh, is a magazine and tends to be uh, coming from the left. Um, they got really far to the left during the Trump administration. They were kind of, um, you know, middle left, I would say, before that. And they're moving back to the middle now, I guess, uh, a little bit. But they go through a lot of in-depth um, research. And you can actually find some really good stuff in there. And uh, The Atlantic, an article from September 13th by a guy named David Zwieg, Uh, He says a new study suggests that almost half of those hospitalized with COVID-19 have mild or asymptomatic cases. And so he started this conversation that many of us are having now, that there's a difference between people who are in the hospital with COVID versus people who are dying or sick of COVID. And you've probably heard that before. Those are different numbers. Some people, uh, maybe they've died with COVID, but they were dying of something else. There's, There's a lot of, you know, stories out there that I don't know if they're true or not. They're you know, somebody's uh, story they're telling. Some of them might be true. Some of them may not be true. There's no way to tell. 
But I think as we do the, the research, we are finding that there's a lot of people who are in the hospital. This article talks about how some hospitals will put you in the ICU with mild symptoms. Other hospitals won't put you in there at all. And it's, it's different. And what he's saying is that we really need to be looking at why people are hospitalized, who are the most vulnerable, and classify cases, uh, not just people who you know, took a test and it turns out that they have COVID, but they don't even have any symptoms and they're fine, or people who get over it in a couple of days, which is the majority of people, and um, versus people who are actually hospitalized, and then we need to know are they vaccinated or not, are they boosted or not, those kinds of things. There's a better way to do this, and I'm hopeful that that will help us with this conversation. Um, and uh, And I think that will really, really help us, even as believers. Like I said earlier, I believe and we'll talk about this in the new year, that we as believers in 2022, we need to become the truth tellers. And it's hard to do when it's hard to figure out what's true. Okay, I totally get that. But I think we have an obligation together to be as truthful as possible, to announce that we've changed our mind about something or maybe something we said or posted was not true and to go back and retract it. And we need to be able to say, I don't know if we don't really know. And be careful about just going one way or the other with our, our feelings, our, our gut, the truthiness that uh, some people have called it, that we make decisions based on the truthiness of it, that it sounds good, but it's not necessarily sound. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host for today. The number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. Give us a call. Join the conversation. I'll be back in just a few moments. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live. This is Scott Furrow, your guest host for today. The number is 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. And uh, Merry Christmas to you. I hope that you are having a great week. We've been talking about context and the context around the coronavirus and uh, some of the things that have been shared by the president today and in general many of the reasons that so many people fear or even so many people doubt much of what's being said. A lot of things get posted online. A lot of people have things to say. We all have our own anecdotal um, stories of how we've seen it. Um, I've seen a bunch of things as a pastor, of course, in a lot of people's lives, and uh, I've heard multiple different things as a radio host. And uh, you probably have had your own experiences, or maybe you haven't had experiences, and that gives you some different background. How do we be truth-tellers when it comes to an issue like this that is so controversial, where there are legitimate controversies, I think, and there are also some that uh, really could be dispensed with but continue to persist, how do we do that? Uh, let me go to the calls. Jenny from Corona, thank you for calling us here on Southern California Live Show. Jenny? Thank you for taking my call. Yeah. I'm calling in really with just uh, personal experience as yeah. Um, I shared uh, prior to going on air with you, my husband and I both had COVID. Wow. And, um, and this was in August of this year. And uh, we were hospitalized. We rode in the same ambulance to the same hospital. We were both in ICU for 11 days. Wow. Unfortunately, my husband did not survive. Oh, hey, um, I'm sorry about that, Jenny. Thank you. It's um, by the grace of God that I'm not in bed with the covers over my head every day. Um, and not only has he equipped me for this season that I'm walking through 
and continues to equip me, but he's um, enabled me to experience joy, which truly surpasses my understanding, my human understanding. Mm. Um, To have joy with my grandchildren and joy with family and friends is astonishing to me at times. But really why I'm calling is that um, I wish there was something definitive, and I don't believe that there is from my firsthand experience, that says it's this group of people or that group of people. My husband was a hunter. He was a hiker. He's retired military Air Force. Mm-hmm. He's been all over the world fighting battles, and he just didn't he didn't win this one. Um, I'm in good shape. Uh, he was 61. He was going to be 62 in October. Um, we're both constantly thought of as being in our late 40s. <laughs> we're very <laughs> physically active. We eat well. We have no underlying health conditions. I caught it first, mm. and I spread it to my husband, my daughter, my son-in-law, and three of my grandchildren within seven days. And so the infectious disease doctor believes that it was probably Delta that I had, simply because okay. it spread so quickly. But and how's the rest I, of your family? Did they uh, Are they doing okay, um, the rest of your family? The, um, I'm actually, um, people in the hospital, nurses and uh, uh, respiratory therapists and so forth, are looking at me as a miracle. Okay. Because, like I said, I was in there for 11 days, yeah. and by the 11th day, I was transferred to a subacute, and I was beginning to lift weights, walk the halls. Um, I was off of oxygen in, in, short, in short term. Um, I had nurses visiting me in my home, and they were amazed that I was up and about. And so I'm thankful to God, you know, for his help. It wasn't my time. But my encouragement, and I attend a megachurch here in Southern California. I'm not going to name the name of it or the pastor, but I commend the pastor who reached out to me while I was in the hospital and FaceTimed me for 30 minutes. Oh, good for you. a very well-known pastor. Prayed for myself, uh, prayed for my husband, um, met with me and my family this past Sunday at the church in private, prayed for us again. Um, A lot of these megapastors, and it's kind of, um, I'm kind of, digressing here, but a lot of the mega pastors are given a bad rap, and they, yes, don't, they people are. don't know the behind-the-scenes stuff that goes on, and I attend a Bible-based church. Mm. Um, that being said, he is going to start something. He's got to check with his legal team and, and doctors and so forth, he said, but he's going to have a handout, because I feel like a lot of people don't realize that a supplement or just a general vitamin supplement is not enough. If you're not getting the vaccine which that's an individual individual choice. My husband and I didn't get it. We felt like there wasn't enough research and we're healthy. Um, we don't even get the flu shots. Um, and so we didn't. But I, I respect that if you want to get it, that's fine. But if you don't, then by all means, do some things proactively. And just a multivitamin is not enough. You need to be taking zinc. You need to be taking vitamin C. You need to be taking vitamin D3. You need to be asking hard questions to people because they don't always tell you. You feel like a little under the weather. You know, the pastor made mention of the fact that people will come up and hug him. He literally said this. They will come up and hug him in the midst of everything going on, and then afterwards say, you know, will you pray for me? I'm not feeling well. My jaw dropped. (laughs) And so there's a lot of, I I don't know if it's just not thinking or what, um, but ask the hard questions before you're around people that you're not frequently around. You know, and even the ones you're around, you know, how are you feeling? You just don't know. You know hey, Jenny, what, so, Jenny, what are you doing for Christmas? Uh-huh. You getting together with your family? Um, fortunately, again, this is God in all of this. Uh, a month prior to my husband coming down with this, my daughter and my son-in-law sold their home in Orange County. 
uh-huh. and they wanted to buy a home in Chino Hills. And so in the interim, they moved in with us. And so they're still with me. I have my daughter, my, my son-in-law, three grandchildren, and a dog. <laughs> All right. So they're with you. They're with you this, this week yes. at your home. Hey, yes. I appreciate that. Jenny, yes. thank you for calling and sharing your story. I appreciate that very You're much. Welcome. And, uh, you know, Jenny is, you know, gives us lots of reason to, uh, pay attention. I think people have different approaches to things. I mentioned at the beginning of this hour, you know, kind of the thing in my family is to tend to ignore it or not tell people. And just, you know, I think we tell ourselves, oh, it's just a cold, it's just flu. And it might be, uh, very likely is. Um, but when it isn't, especially with this going around, you've got to be taking it seriously. Um, and, you know, her story is something that's actually very common where a husband and wife get it and one of them doesn't make it. And, and uh, we feel terrible about that. There's an article this morning that I read about mice being tested. I guess there's, I don't know how this works, but they, they can grow mice, I guess, that can begin to act like, um, human, uh, our defense system that they can actually have you know, they put something in the mouse and the mouse will, will defend itself like a human will. That's what they believe. And they're trying to figure out why do some people get affected so badly while other people hardly are affected at all? And, you know, is it their blood type? Is it their, is, it's more than just health. As Jenny was just sharing there, it's a lot more than just health. It's a lot more than, um, you know, your age or other stuff, because there are some people who just, there's something else there. And the good news is that that is being studied. Uh, we don't know why it seems to be so unfair with different people. That's just how the virus works. Um, but I think that's a positive thing. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host for today, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-LA-TALKS. Let's go to John, John from San Diego. Welcome to the show, John. Hey, Scott. <clears throat> Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. So for, for starters, I just want to let you know that I'm, I'm – my last several years, I've been in the Word of God every day. And two verses that guide me through this this time and in any time in general uh, is um, that in First Timothy in chapter Second uh, Timothy in chapter one and verse seven, it says uh, Paul writes, "For God did not give me a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a sound mind." And my other verse that guides me through this is Psalm 118.8. Don't trust man, trust the Lord. So look at the data, Scott. Why would people lose their jobs for not getting vaccinated? If, it, if it's that good for people, why wouldn't they take it? That's my first question. First of all, Nuremberg Code is fully in play because its coercion has been fully implemented and it continues well, to be yeah. You know, those are some issues that will for sure be. But let me ask you this. I think you, Second, when you mentioned the Timothy passage about not being fearful, how do we do that? We have to trust somebody, right? We have to trust, you know, people somewhere. You and trust, I think you trust yourself after you review data and you listen to uh, virologists and you listen to Christian virologists and Jewish virologists that they say, "Hey, look, ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine works. There's no need to get a vaccine. These vaccines aren't even vaccines by definition. That they changed the definition of vaccine when it first came out." This is a bioweapon created but, in, the, in the Wuhan lab. All right. Well, we don't really know that. Okay, hold on. Hold on a sec. Hold on. Hold on, John. Hold hold on, John. I appreciate your call. Thank you for, for calling there. We don't really know for sure these things. Now, they could be, right? I, there's a lot. I believe that probably this does come out of a, a lab, maybe. 
And one of the things that irritates me is that that was what the initial theory was. And then we just said that was something Trump said, and it was silly, right, as a culture. And then we just, we didn't talk about it. And now we're saying, ah, probably did. But we have to be careful with making claims that we're not really sure about. Are there scientists and doctors who have different opinions about these things? You bet there are. Sure there are. They're out there. One of the ways that you trust in the Lord, though, is you realize that there will be confusion, that only the Lord knows all of this stuff. And some of it will be revealed in time. And we have to make a decision that is about not just ourselves, but about our testimony to other people. And John, I appreciate your call, and I appreciate the the feeling that you have there. But we cannot, as Christians, make claims that we cannot substantiate that are very significant. We just have to be, I think we can say this is my opinion and move on, and we can say that in a nice way. There's a great uh, statement that was actually made by uh, Isaac Newton. There's other people who say it, but we have to have tact. And he said, tact is the art of making a point without making an enemy. And I think that when we trust in the Lord, we have to trust that his word is true and that in his word, it has a lot to do with how we're making relationships, how we treat each other, and especially how we handle the truth. And obviously the most important part is the truth of the gospel, but also the truth of everything else. I'm out of time, so I got to go. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, and uh, I'll be back in just a few minutes. Thank you for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.